Okay, I'd like to give a little overview of the year. And it's it's interesting because when I think back to the last year, I really can only think of the last five weeks. It, it seems as if our last year has been super condensed into this brief moment and, and time frame. Um, and almost seems as if nothing else is important except for now. However, I, I want to touch on just a few key areas. Uh, I, I think a focus for this organization over the past year. And it's a few areas that I think sets this organization, the CFA, up well for, the, for, for now um, and for the period for when things get back to some sense of normalcy. So when we look at the CFA, we've been under new leadership for over one full year now, about a year and a half. This was our first full year under our new CEO, Sherry. And I certainly feel, and I know I speak for the entire board on this, um, we've made some foundational changes to the way that we do things here at the CFA that I, I, I really believe sets us up well into the future. And there are really two key areas that stand out to me. One, we, we focused the past year, I'll call it strengthening the core. We really began to rebuild our culture and, and build it out. Kind of boring stuff that if you're a member and you're not on the board, you perhaps would notice or see from the outside. But really the key to getting us to where we want to go in the future. Um, and a couple of things we worked on. We, we started to uncover our true core values of this organization. Those few non-negotiable rules of how we do things. Um, and we were going to roll them out in an annual conference. Uh, and we obviously haven't done that yet. But these are important because they start to define and set the tone of who we are as an organization and and more importantly how we do things from this point onward as an organization we also began to look at what is needed and who is needed to lead the cfa into the future so this including making necessary changes on the team we have some some great addition to the team and i would say strengthening the board i've been on this board for what seems like forever now it's been a long time i don't know 10 12 years and I would say by far, this is the strongest and, and probably more important, most engaged board I've seen. So we've really started to, to build that foundation on culture. Second, um, major focus for the year. We focused on member outreach. And I think, I think this was a huge area of opportunity for us. I think it still is. And Sherry in the past year was really, truly front and center with, with our membership. Oh, there's somebody, if you could unmute your, or could mute your phone would be great. Thank you. Um, so Sherry was front and center with our membership. And, you know, from, from one-on-one visits across the country with our, with, with our members um, to the countless one-on-one calls she had with her members, um, we saw a record number of visits into the by franchisors and suppliers into our head office. I think until the last year and a bit, I don't know if if our members came to our office. And and uh, I know speaking to Sherry, they seem to be coming all of the time, which is awesome. We want that. So it really just showed that people want to connect. Um, and we had more one-on-one conversations with our members than I bet we ever have. And I know from speaking myself to members those visits and those calls from Sherry were so much appreciated. And I think it allowed us to get closer with our members. And I think it allowed us to build a, a much deeper relationship with many of you. And it forced us, or I guess 
through this process um, really enabled us to find out the answers to the question, what do you really need? What do our members really need? And it was from this that I, I think flowed a few things that will dictate the future of the, of the Canadian Franchise Association. So first, um, it was loud and clear that education was a great value to most of our members. But we, in the past, really limited it to our annual conference and some, some monthly webinars. And I think we began thinking so much more differently and bigger about education. So again, we were going to roll this out at an annual conference. We're introducing the CFE program in Canada. CFE stands for Certified Franchise Executive. Um, this program is a powerful fixture in our counterpart in the US, the IFA. It's part of their culture. It's a badge. It's an honor to have your CFE um, designation. Uh, even the founders and CEOs of the largest brands in that country have received the CFE designation. So we, we saw this as a really strategic program that we will be introducing to our membership in the next year um, where you can have your employees go through to further their expertise in, in the science of franchising. Um, and I think it's going to be a major program for us uh, and for our, our members and your employees from here on in. So that was one of the educational aspects that we really introduced. And I think you're seeing it now through this COVID crisis. Um, we've been hosting three or four webinars per week since the crisis began and are consistently getting between 150 to 250 attendees. I think 300 plus was our biggest attendance so far for each webinar. And that's a huge turnout. And it, it's really leveraging the power and the influence of our members. Um, and I know for me, it makes me so happy to see every person who has been asked to participate or almost every person, every member who's been asked to participate on sitting on a panel has stepped up to become an expert. And it, it's, it's, it's just a hallmark of what a great community we have in this organization. So, um, so that was the first part the real movement we saw in education. The second part was the power of our community really started to become front and center in the past year. And I think in the past, I really think this had become lost a bit in our focus. And so we really began to double down on bringing our franchising community together. We held a series of meet and greets across the country. So we, we had two in British Columbia, we had two in Alberta, we had one in Ontario. We had one in the Atlantic region. Um, and I mean, I attended a few of those and I went to both BC ones. And honestly, in, in, I don't know, I've been a member for 13 years, I think, maybe 14 years, maybe longer. Um, I have never seen so many people in British Columbia turn out to an event. So I, I know they're working. And I know from speaking to all of you, this is something we all want. Um, we also, I mean, we these webinars that we're hosting, um, we'll continue them. And I know they're going to become a fixture in the future. We might not be doing three or four a week, but I think they'll become a very valuable piece of, of building community in the future. And we did things like we piloted new programs. We co-sponsored an event with one of our members, Our Town in British Columbia, with Facebook. Um, and so I think, you know, over, over the, the, the next year, you're going to see us start to do more of these events and more of these pilots to see how do we bring this community even closer together. And I, I really think we're just scratching the surface on this. Um, so it's, it's a part that really excites me about 
the CFA and, and even my own role in the future as I leave the chair, how do we continue to foster and build this community? Because I know from my perspective, that's my, that's the great value I get from this organization is being able to connect with all of the franchisors in this country, whether I know them or not. So um, I think I'm going to wrap this up. I, I, I think finally, I want to mention um, how we're really seeing the power of this organization through our advocacy efforts right now during this COVID crisis. You know, advocacy is one of those things we do. It's a little bit behind the scenes, um, it's, but it's a stealth weapon of ours. Like you never, you don't see it happening, um, but I can tell you it's happening and it's needed right now more than ever. We have had so many wins for our franchise community during this crisis. Um, and I'll just share with, with, with one in particular that I think is a really powerful example of, of just what we're doing out there um, during this time frame. So a few weeks ago, uh, most people probably wouldn't know this, but the Nova Scotia government came out with a rent abatement program for small business. And this rent abatement program for small business excluded franchise systems. So uh, I'm going to say that again. This program completely excluded franchises systems. Franchisors weren't allowed and their franchisees weren't allowed to participate. So it excluded our entire category. Um, so I know led by David, our advocacy, advocacy lead and Sherry, they got on the phone. It came out Friday. They were on the phone Friday afternoon and all weekend with ministers in Nova Scotia. By Monday morning, Nova Scotia had changed their policy to include franchisors and the franchisees. And it, it, just, it just went to show how these politicians had no idea that franchising is also small business until we got on the phone with them. And then one week later, it was crazy, one week later, PEI came out with the same program, again, excluding franchisors. And so they excluded our entire category again. Um, same thing happened. David got on the phone with the ministers of PEI. And guess what? I think it was within a day they had changed that program. So uh, I share with you this example as just simply one of those things we do for our franchise community and what we're doing now, all in an effort to keep the franchising dream alive for all of us as franchisors and suppliers. And of course, as our purpose would state, for those everyday Canadians who dream of owning a small business someday and, and can do it through franchising. So um, I'm going to stop there and we're going to get back to business. 